0: Hello and welcome back to the Trick Play Podcast. I'm Simon Cheskovsky here with Caleb Peterson. And shortly, we will be breaking down all the sports-related news, rumors, and drama that you will want to hear about. This week, we'll be talking about... We'll be ranking all of the new NFL uniforms that came out this this year and how good we really think they are. Then we'll talk about what A-Rod had to say about Sean Payton talking crap about his old coach. And uh, maybe we'll swing by the NHL and see... Uh, talk a little bit about Tarasenko heading to the Sens. Caleb? Are you ready to go? Absolutely. So the score dropped a ranking of all the uniforms dropped released in the NFL, and we're going to be taking a peek at them and just seeing what we think. And uh, we both, me and Caleb, both put together our own uh, our own rankings for it. I'm slipping all over the place to be start this thing off. Caleb, or you know what, Caleb, are you ready to go? <laughs> yep. Uh, Do yeah. that. Okay. You wanna? We can start with the what the score have at number eleven with the Indianapolis Colts Indiana Knights alternate uniform. Yeah. What do you do think you of theirs? What do you think of those um,
1: ones? Yeah, we'll we'll just go through the list and then I'll say where I have it in mine. So sure. I think I think I didn't love this uniform immediately. I think it just cla- like everything in this uniform clashes. It's the the black with the blue that's textured really weird like if you can if you guys have like a picture of it just zoom in on the blue and it's like I don't even know what to call that but it's kind of like tv static-ish um it kind of looks not great however however I think this is one I'm I'm probably going to say this a lot during this segment but um it's one of the things where <laughs> goodness sneeze um it's one of those uniforms where i feel like once i see it on the field i could be turned around like that shade of blue could pop on the field the black helmet could pop on the field as of right now i feel like it's just a little bit too many clashing elements um i put it on at nine on my list i don't think it's the absolute worst i think there are some that are just lazier this one i feel like at least they tried they tried to do something different yeah. i don't think it worked But at the same time, it's like a couple that I think are much worse because they just gave up.
0: Yeah. And you know what's funny? I actually agree with you because the way that I kind of look at this is I kind of picture what I think it's going to look on the field. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? How it's going to look while they're playing. And that's why I actually have them at eight, which is obviously we're both putting it higher than they have here because I think they're pretty hard on it. I actually like the uniform. I I agree the TV static blue is kind of <laughs> it's kind of wacky but uh looking past that I actually do like it. I do like the shade of blue. I really like the helmets. I think the helmets are cool. I've always liked uh when teams use black helmets. I've always thought that looks really cool. So yeah, I think 11 is a little harsh. There's definitely a lot worse <laughs> on this list. I can definitely tell you that. But uh we can move on if you want to do that or
1: yeah, I, you know what? I actually yeah. like
0: the way that you we can move on to number 10 which is the the score has the
1: one thing i'd say about the indiana one just before you move on is like i know you say you like black on a helmet but i do think i do think you have to pair it right with something i think that's my biggest issue with it is that when it's paired with this blue it just doesn't work that's why i'd have it a little bit lower and honestly like when i see it at 11 i'm not too upset about it it's not great but there is worse
0: well i mean there there is worse yeah that's the biggest thing like Honestly, a lot there. I've found that there's a lot on this list that I really, really like. But there's also a lot on this list that I really don't. So yeah. I don't feel controversial in saying that. Like, there's this is not the worst. Like you said, they tried it's new. I think that's the biggest thing with alternate uniforms. It shouldn't look like your normal uniforms. It should be different, and that's one thing that this is. It's different. So on that standpoint, it's definitely better. But we can move on to number 10, which is the Arizona Cardinals new completely new uniforms, which uh I don't know how you feel about these. I I am not a fan. I'll say
1: that. Yep. But I'll I uniforms. hate I hate these so much. I these are my 11. These are my worst. Okay. I hate I hate them so much. Um when I say like they didn't try, oh my god, they didn't try. I I hate it so much. The it looks like you took a stock like if you just looked up a black football jersey And Google stock (laughs) images, this would what be what shows up? There's nothing on these uniforms. There's no. You know what it looks like.
0: It looks like when you're like relocating a franchise in Madden. Yeah. You know what I mean? It looks like those uniforms.
1: (laughs) Relocating a franchise in Madden. Those have way better jerseys than this.
0: (laughs) No, no, but like that's not what I mean. The good ones in Madden. We don't need to argue about this. But the good ones in Madden look good. I'm talking about like when you relocate to like the most random city in Madison like,
1: Salt Lake City
0: <laughs> yeah like something like that and you see the uniforms they have for that that's what I picture when I see this yeah okay that's like, it's just that it's just not it's not there and I the funny thing is the red uniforms they're definitely the best and on that standpoint I, I don't I, I actually don't hate I disagree really? so really? hard
1: I disagree so really? hard. really <laughs> I hate so much they look like college uniforms stupid name of the place across the chest. I don't... A, I don't care. B, I already know where you're playing. I know you're from, Arizona. You don't need to tell me in big, bold letters. The Falcons started this stupid trend. I think it's awful, and I think it needs to go. It's just so ugly and out of place. I don't care that you're from, Arizona. Like, my God. It's just, like, it's such an eyesore. At least the other ones, like, they're bland and they're simplistic. But at least they're not, like, so visually clashing. Look at how close this wordmark is to the numbers. That's like someone I I just dragged that, that yeah. in Photoshop <laughs> and didn't bother to adjust it. Like they just dragged it in and said, eh, good enough. Like, oh my God. I hate it so much. I think it's ugly. I think it's um it it just hurts my I cannot imagine watching these in a season. And we have to play them twice a year. Um at least we'll get <laughs> two free wins out of it because Arizona's awful. But like i I don't know man it's gonna hurt my eyes to see this at any point i don't know why they changed because this is just not it they're worse they're definitely worse that's
0: not the argument i was gonna make i was just gonna say that at least it's something like i i for one for one thing i don't actually hate the atlanta uniforms that have atlanta on them i actually think they look pretty good
1: god you don't like them i actually like them it's the word mark, but it just, it just doesn't do it. I, I it's. Do it. I think it.
0: I, I was gonna say. I think Atlanta did a better job with it. I, I think this is a lot worse than Atlanta's.
1: I do think Atlanta did a better job, but get rid of the stupid name of place on front of. Jersey. But you gotta
0: put something. You gotta put something on it. Like it's so bland. No,
1: you, no, you don't necessarily just choose no
0: that. are you telling me that they don't need to add something to these stupid uniforms oh,
1: okay I, I think they do need to add something but <laughs> but but if you're gonna add something add something that makes it better don't add something that makes yeah. it infinite. that's what worse. i'm saying that's what i'm saying I would, that's, I would we prefer, agree on that <laughs> i would prefer the red jerseys just if they were just bland honestly like without the like get rid of the word mark and just keep it like a red jersey it would still be awful but it wouldn't be at least at least it wouldn't be an eyesore like, you know uh, what i've been
0: like trying to find like the best like the best thing to like relate it to and i, I honestly just can't because the funny thing is i keep wanting to say like it looks like a high school uniform it looks like a college uniform but no, no that's true not true most high school uniforms look better <laughs> like uh, they're they're bad i had the at. Let's see. I had them at 10, so I had them the same. There's one that I think yeah, is worse.
1: Really, you have one that's worse. Okay.
0: I have one that's worse. That's not the okay. worst. We can move on, though. Okay. We, next, um, we yes. have the Detroit Lions alternate helmet. What do you think on that
1: one? I think this is actually really cool. Um, this is my number 8. I think that... like, I think there's a big gap between 8 and 9 for me. I like most of these, to be quite honest. What, did you um, have a 9 again? And nine, I had the Indiana Knights. So there's right. like a big yeah. gap for me. Like the the last three, I think are the ones that I act- actively dislike. Um, the Lions one, I don't think it's bad. I think the um, I think the article makes a good point. It's just that the helmet. The helmet is really cool. I like the logo on my helmet. I like that shade of blue. I think that shade of blue is what the Lions should go for. It's like a little bit brighter than what they normally do, which I think is awesome. Yeah. I do agree with the article that I don't think it is very cohesive with the gray um, I think it works I, I'd give it a little more credit than this article gives it, but it does, it isn't the best combo, especially like no looking at the eye and looking at the stripes on the side it doesn't quite match the helmet but yeah I don't know what are, what are your thoughts
0: i the thing is I kind of agree with the article a little bit, where, and what you said as well, the helmet is awesome. It's an awesome helmet. It is a really cool helmet. The logo's cool. I, I agree with you completely With they should just move to that color, because the light blue looks awesome. I I, th- I like it a lot more than what they normally use. It They could have made a full uniform for it. Like, the full light blue. Like, they didn't need... Because the, the funny thing is, I actually really like their gray uniforms. I don't know... Yeah. I don't know what the I opinion agree. is I on agree. the gray uniforms. They're nice uniforms. I just feel like... It's not the right uniform to put it on. There, there could have been better. It's not bad. Like obviously, we're looking at photos of it. We're looking at a uh, I don't ninety seven. I forget. Oh right,
1: Aiden Hutchinson.
0: Hutchinson. Yeah, I'm I'm blanking on who that who that was for a second. But anyway, obviously we've got Hutchinson fle- flexing in it. It's not bad. Like it's not bad. No, it's, it's not, not going to be the ugliest thing. When I see it on the field, I will probably like it just yes. because of the helmets. I agree. But it's, eh,
1: they could. Have I don't know.
0: I I think I I ranked it high just for the helmet <laughs> more than anything,
1: okay. Because
0: I think the helmet is awesome. I ranked it at six. Wow. Because okay. like I said, there are some that I really hate on here, and we'll get okay. to that. You're we're, Once we get to the top, I think we're going to start disagreeing on stuff. Yeah, I. Agree. I can tell you that. Number eight, the Denver Broncos snow capped alternate helmet. What do you
1: think? Um, I agree, like, this is the most I agree with the article. Make it blue. My god, make it blue. It would look so cool if it was blue. I think the old ones (laughs) cool. I think the old Broncos jerseys are super cool. I think when they use that brighter shade of orange, like, I think from the, like, Peyton Manning era, like, they darkened up the orange a little bit, and I think that looks nasty. Um, I think this brighter shade of orange works better for the Broncos. But, my god, make that, make the helmets look. It, like, Look
0: you know the, what? Look at the old Broncos jerseys. Make it blue. You know what, Caleb? Other than the the logo thing, I agree with you on that. I hate
1: those jerseys. Really? <laughs> I despise those jerseys. Really? So
0: why do you much. hate the jerseys? That combo. I don't know what it is. I really don't. I just look at it. I hate the logo. I hate. You hate this. the logo. I hate the logo. I look at this because the funny thing is, I rank this based on the entire jersey set, like the entire thing together. I don't know yeah. why. I did that. For some reason I just thought it was all completely together. I hate it. I hate that
1: really? combo. Really?
0: I you know what? I don't I can't the funny thing is I can't even put a finger on it. It just like it just pisses me off for some reason.
1: Really? How low, <laughs> no. how low did you have this?
0: I have this at eleven.
1: Wow, I hate it. That's terrible I, opinion. That you, a, but you gotta
0: but you, you think gotta that's realize worse than Arizona? it's so bad. It's so bad to me when I look at this. It's so I hate. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the shade of orange. I love their normal uniform, so it could be that too. I d- just think it's a downgrade. But God, I hate it. I, and I can't. Is, the fact that like I can't upgrade. put a finger on it, it's just. It's just disgusting to me, and I don't I know disagree. why.
1: <laughs> I completely disagree. I think this is. So Where do you nice. have it? I think this. You, is Did so you have it nice. at eight? I had it at six. I really like it. Like I, I really? think they should have okay. made that. If they made the helmet blue, I think this solves a lot of like my issues with it. Just match the blue on the okay. shoulders with the with the um, instead of making it white. Like I don't think the white does enough. But I really like the Broncos retro style. Like I think it's really cool.
0: Oh, you mean like the same color as on the shoulders?
1: Yeah, if they made like that, that helmet blue. Okay, as, like, if they that did that, I agree. Blue, I, like, you know what? That, that, would pretty. that would look good. That would
0: look good. I hate I hate that I hate it. No, <laughs> Other than that, I hate it. I okay. maybe I, that's. I, what I don't it is.
1: know. I think that shade of orange. Is I, I really don't nice. know. Like that's gonna As pop a... on the field. That's gonna pop on the field. I think that'll look like seeing that on like Sunday. Well, maybe not Sunday night football because the Broncos are ass. But uh, <laughs> seeing that in Sunday. <laughs> yeah, no, like, don't don't. Seeing say that, that on Thursday night football. <laughs> don't uh, say Sunday. Uh, like I think it'll look really good. I think it'll pop. Yeah,
0: seeing I I totally agree. Seeing them on Thursday night will be really cool, but. um... <laughs> past that it'll no i hate them <laughs> i i can't even pretend they're ugly as fuck okay. wow okay <laughs> anyway we can move on the cleveland browns whiteout what do you think of those i really don't like it i think this. really
1: i hate this it, is though. the one
0: that this is you know what's the funny thing like it's almost the same helmet they just to so the broncos if you actually look at it oh yeah it's they just take the logo off And for some reason, I like it more.
1: No, (laughs) it's so. Oh my god, okay, this is awesome. Maybe the white.
0: Maybe it works better. I don't know if it's just because it it works better with the white uniform or like what it is. I like it.
1: Okay. (laughs) I don't even.
0: Although, I'm fully acknowledging the fact that that doesn't make any sense. I'm going off of like gut feel when I look at this, what I feel. I don't know. And I and the the annoying thing about that is when you do that, it's hard to put into words <laughs> That's why you hate it. But God, I hate the Broncos one. And then I scroll down a little. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's all right.
1: No, I, I really don't like this Browns uniform. And so I just think it's very lazy. And I think, I, I don't know, Browns uniform designers have to have it so hard because their uniform is already so ass. And they, like, <laughs> uh, what are you going to do? Your team is based off of color. Like, I, I know that's not what they're named after, but still, like... Yeah. I I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... Ah, it's just so over... There's a reason I say, like, lazy. It just feels so oversimplified. I don't love these white-out jerseys. Even the Bengals one, which everybody seems to love, like the white Bengal i think yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool but just looking at it in a game it's just i don't know like i i do agree it's kind of a gut feel thing it just kind of icks me it just feels like you know what i mean lazy, <laughs> lazy and it's honest. hard to put
0: into words exactly why you hate it but you just yeah. hate it
1: <laughs> um, it's not it doesn't feel like particularly offensive it just feels a little bit lazy um what something the article says earlier it's like oh with the indiana knights uniform they were saying like oh it feels like they're doing black just to like pop on the trend or whatever. It, I feel like that's more of a thing for this whiteout uniform. Like, I've seen this Probably. white-out uniform yeah. out so much more, and I don't know. I don't know if the Browns are the one to pull it off. At least... I, I guess at least it's something different from their normal style. And I can't really say they could have done something better, but I, I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Like, seeing a pure white football helmet... What, did you, like, go to sport check and pick up, like... <laughs> 20 football helmets off the shelf and put a stripe on it like i, I don't know man the brown th- th- that's, that's, the, that's the one thing it's like the br- like i get why the Bengals do it they have the stripes and the tiger stripes on the helmet that's cool yeah but yeah. it's the browns literally your team logo is not having anything on your helmet that is your team <laughs> identity why would you oversimplify that why would you oversimplify <laughs> the helmet that is already the simplest in the league? That's that's fair. That's, that's why fair. it does not make any sense I, where, where did you have it ranked?
0: Ten. I don't know if you said ten. that. I had it ranked ten. at okay. ten. Me and you disagree on that one a lot. I, I'm i now disagreeing with my own rankings, so I'm looking at it, and I'm like, eh, I'll, I'll make one switch. I'm going to put it at five, so I'm going to move one thing wow, up. Exactly. I actually had it at four originally. I'm moving it down to five now, because now I've looked at the other uniform a bit more, and I'm like, okay. You know what? I, like It's better. But... I, actually, I do like this uniform. I think it's pretty nice. I, I really like the white uniforms. I think it looks really cool. I think it looks really good on the, the football field as well. Like everything about it, just don't play them in a snow game and you'll be fine. And um, we can move on. Okay. So the this number is, six. This, this,
1: this is like, where we'll this is like a, a disagreement. Yeah? Okay. I don't know. It depends. Well, it depends. This, this one I feel like is
0: controversial. This yeah, is a it's, controversial uniform. It's, it's divisive. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers creamsically throwback uniform. What do you think on
1: this one? I love it so much. Oh, my God. This is one (laughs) of my favorite uniforms in all of pro sports. Um, Yeah? If I wasn't wasn't, um, a biased idiot, I'd put it at one. Um, Yeah, okay. (laughs) It's it's so good. The color is so good. I, oh, my God. I remember back in the day, I'm going to seem like a nerd, but I would, I was a Geometry Dash player, and I made all of my Geometry Dash, like, people, um, the Buccaneers creeps <laughs> the color scheme, just because I loved it so much. Um, I don't know, yeah. I just think it looks So this, so this has cool been a long time cool. coming for you, then. It has. I, I, I've been waiting for these uniforms to come back for so long. I think they look so cool, and it's, that's the thing, it's like, it's a good. I think the they're... Browns and the Browns and this right back next to each other because the Browns shows the one side of the spectrum that I hate, where it's just oversimplified garbage, <laughs> and this is so unique. Like you wouldn't see, you don't see this color anywhere else in any sort of football uniform, and like that's, that's why I love it. It's like the same. Kind You're of changing thing. my opinion
0: because now I'm moving stuff around. I I'm gonna move mine up a little bit. I'm gonna change one thing again. I'm 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 changing my order as we go. But I I actually I like these uniforms too. Because I, th- it seemed like I thought you weren't gonna like these uniforms. Honestly, I had no idea that <laughs> I had I no idea it. that you like these. Because it. it's a controversial one. I, I personally, I originally had it at five. I'm now doing a complete switcheroo because I'm thinking about it more. I did the top of my top of my list first and made my way down, and now I'm disagreeing with myself as we're going the other way. <laughs> I'm now gonna change this. I think I'll probably put this at three. I have two okay. in front of it that I – because there's two in front of them that I really like. I really like these uniforms too. I think they're really pretty. I, I, like, I really like when teams use, like, bright uniforms. Yeah. Like, I think those look really, really cool. Like, it reminds me of, like – it's the same reason why I love the, the Flames uniforms that they – like, the Calgary Flames, when they changed back to the retro uniforms. Like, I love those uniforms yeah. so much just because it's the brighter red. It's the bright yellow – it looks like actual fire. You know what I mean? Like it's it looks cool. It's yeah. the same thing that I like about these, where it's just a bright uniform. It looks cool, gets my attention. It's exactly what you need from an alternate uniform. So on that yeah. part, I'm switching it around on my rankings. The funny thing is, yeah, no, I still agree. Yeah, three. I'll I'll, I'll stick with what I'm saying now. I'll put okay. that at three. But okay. uh, yeah,
1: before but I before we move on to the next one, just like a quick ten second opinion that i want to get from you uh, you said you like bright uniforms what do you think of the seahawks action green uniforms the oh are you talking are, about like, like the bright all, green ones all lime green love them yeah love them love them okay, we've had yeah, this conversation
0: cool. before yeah,
1: I really, I really we have had
0: this here. conversation so, before
1: a i'm holding one up right now i love it so much i think it's awesome um yeah i think i, I, think, I, I think wanted to awesome. get a
0: that's on my list of jerseys to get
1: it's sure. really cool. I do think it, it, it can is. be a little bit much sometimes. but I, I Although, I, I will
0: say, I think it looks the best when they put put it with the blue pants. That's like my favorite uniform that in is the a NFL. Good
1: combo. That's a good combo.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, we can move on. We can stop talking about the Seahawks. We'll talk about them later on. But um, number five, Minnesota Vikings, their throwback uniforms. What yeah. do you think on these?
1: I think they are really good, if not a little bit. Like, I don't really see. It's one of those where I don't see how much they changed. I do. I can see yeah. a little bit. I can see little bits of it. It's like, oh, the lettering is different. Oh, it like it feels more retro. And I do think yeah. they 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 didn't change much. Which honestly, they don't have to because the Viking jerseys are really good. Um, I was I think gonna it was say. Cool. I think it's an upgrade on their regular jerseys, just because they. I don't even know how to put it. They, they they simplified it a little bit, flattened everything out, made it look more 80s like it it's it's nice it's a um clean simple look i really like it i put it at five i think it's a good look i i don't have a lot to say about it because it's not that it doesn't stand out that much but i think it's a really good look and i think it's going to look great on the field i think it's going to look really cool
0: yeah and i i'm really happy you pointed out the just the fact that the vikings uniforms as a whole are really good because that i was going to say that too that's why the fact that they didn't change a lot instantly puts it high up. Even though I was I made the point about how alternate uniforms should look different, the Vikings uniform is one that I've just loved. Like there was a point in my life where I chose what teams I liked based on the coolest uniforms, you know, as as a 6-year-old kid does. If the Seahawks weren't in the league, I would probably be a Vikings fan. <laughs> like just because of the fact that I love their uniforms. I've always loved their uniforms. They're so cool. I love the purple. I love the yellow. I love the way it clashes. It looks just awesome. And I actually had them originally at three. I'm fight. I'm arguing with myself now. I'm pr- my rankings gonna end up like all over the place if you write these all down. But <laughs> I'm choosing now to put them at four. I'm gonna say okay. that. I'm kind of moving shit as I go. Whatever. It's uniform rankings. Cry me a damn river. We can move on. Um, yeah. Okay, Philly Eagles, the Kelly Green uniforms. What do you think on these ones?
1: Those, they're so cool. They are really They good. are so cool. Um, <laughs> they anytime, are really good. Anytime I play the Eagles in Madden, I switch to these uniforms because they look yeah. so much better. Um, that shade of green is awesome. The shade of silver they use for the wings is awesome. Like, it looks so good. Um, the way they play off each other is so good. And um, I don't I don't know what it is, but it's just And it can I just tops. quickly say...
0: Can I just quickly say this is the difference between Arizona's uniform in like simplistic simplistic and the Eagles uniform where it's simplistic. This is like two complete opposites. <laughs> yeah. Because the the Arizona uniform complete dog shit looks like trash. This is simplistic like the jersey is there's almost nothing on it. It's just a completely green jersey with a cool helmet. And it works awesome. Like it looks like a, it's an awesome jersey. I love it. Like yes. it's just this is how you do it right. Arizona take notes like yep.
1: and I think I think that's there's two things with that I think it's number one is that this jersey has history behind it they're not doing it just to cop out of the yeah. the second thing is it's not monochrome the whole way through that's another thing I don't like about Arizona it's red the entire thing the jersey and the pants this one it's the green jersey up front but it pairs it with the silver pants that's part of what's so nice. The silver pants with the stripe down it. It's the pairing of the silver and the green that makes it good. Because yes, the jersey is just one jersey. color. But it's the it's the pairing of the silver and green. That color combination is so good that you don't need anything more. Arizona, it's just red. I don't care. Arizona
0: do better. <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the end note of this entire thing. But where do you have them? All of you. Have
1: uh, I have them at 3. I have them at 3. Okay. I really like them. Yeah.
0: I really like them. Me and you are gonna we're gonna fight when we get to the end of this. I have this at one. You have this at
1: one. <laughs> I think that's this not, is. That's not. That. I don't. I'm not mad about that. I'm not mad about. You're
0: that. not mad about that. That's
1: fine. I that's, think that's
0: that this totally is a fine. beautiful. This is like perfection. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: If you because when I, w- going back to what I said at the beginning, I think an alternate uniform should pop. It should and it should be different. It should be something that when I compare their regular uniforms and this, I can go yeah like that's different like that's you can see you're, either it's retro which is, in this case it is or it's just like a different color or something and this has it whatever that is it has it it is a great uniform and for that reason i think it's everything that an alternate uniform should be and on that standpoint i have no issue putting it at one i think it easily it easily goes above all the ones here not easily there's one that i'd probably put it's a close fight but past that i have no issue putting it
1: yeah, that's fair. I For me, there's I have a top four that if you swapped out any of my top four, put them in the one, I'd be like, yeah, no, I can see that. And Eagles is one of them. Like, I'm not going to be mad about that.
0: No. Yeah. Okay, well, we can move on. This one we might fight on based on that. Okay. But uh, number three, New York Jets' legacy white throwback uniform. What
1: do you think? I should like this a lot more than I do. I don't love it. I had this at seven. I don't like it either.
0: I... Um, don't like it either. So, it is not a pretty jersey.
1: I The helmet's think, nice. There's the point. There is the exact yeah. thing. I, I think we're pretty much on the same page. The helmet is awesome. That is the coolest Jets logo there is. Their their logo right now is not great. Like I'm gonna pull up, I've got their mini helmet right here. Like this, <laughs> this abomination is not great just throwing a bunch of words in a circle, throwing in a football and calling it a day, that's lame. The Jets Jets (laughs) lettering with that plane over the top is really cool. That's how you design a logo. Because
0: that's the thing. When I look at this uniform, if you take the Jets logo off and take Aaron Rodgers' dumb face out of it, I would think that I'm looking at a Saskatchewan Rough Riders uniform. (laughs) I honestly would. Like, it doesn't look like a Jets uniform. And uh, I just don't like it. One thing that I've always hated is, or I don't, the longer I look at it, the more I hate it, especially in the photo of A-Rod. I'll see if I can grab this while I'm editing and throw it on there. If I forget, I forget, but whatever. It's a photo of A-Rod where he's looking at the camera. It's like the collar. I hate it. I hate the big collars whenever they do that. Like a different color. It's the big collar. I hate it. It's so ugly. Why do you do that? Get rid of it. If you're going to make it all white, take that out. I, we've been argue, we've been talking all about like other than the eagles they're the one exception how simplistic is bad in this case simplistic would have been better I think if you get rid of that collar it's a better jersey i I still don't like it though I feel like that green helmet would go go better with a green jersey i don't
1: know yeah oh i I completely agree um that was what I was gonna like I'm looking up right now um I'll see if I can like try to hold this up to the screen but the uh if you if you if you paired this with a If you paired it with a green jersey, even, like, the green jerseys they have now, it would look so much better. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, if you did the thing that a lot of these other teams have done and just made it an alternate helmet, you don't even need to add the uh, the jersey element. Just make it an alternate helmet and throw it in with the regular jerseys. Maybe you have to do some shade matching or whatever. But um, I think it would pair a lot better because I just don't like the white. It feels like an away jersey. It just feels like they're wearing a road jersey. And for an alternate uniform... Which you know what it makes me clothes. think of?
0: You know what it makes me think of? Mm. It's everything I hate about the old, like, uh, two, excuse me, 2010's Flames jerseys. I keep going back to the Flames. It's everything I hate about those ones. Like, you know, just the white, like, away jerseys? Yeah. You know the ones I'm talking about? I always hated them as a kid. It's for all the same reasons that I don't like this. It's, when I look at this, that's what I think of for some reason.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. Like I, uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it either. I think I don't know where did you have it ranked.
0: I I had it at nine. I have no issue saying that I don't like it. The the helmet's fine. The helmet's nice, but other than that, eh, it's not good. I don't know.
1: I I like it a little bit more. I think the helmet makes me able to ignore the jersey. Like the helmet is so clean. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it's. Yeah, it, it's different than the Lions, where the helmet is clean, but it doesn't match. Like the, the helmet. I'm kind of mad. And the,
0: can I just helmet, say, as we get into the end of this, I'm kind of mad at myself for where I put some of these rankings.
1: Okay. Like I disagree. Is with it myself is now. it the next <laughs> is it the next one that you're upset about? The ne- Yeah, I'm
0: looking at the next one, and I'm like, uh, I kind of disagree with myself now. The more I okay, look at I
1: want to hear about it. But, I want to hear about it then. Okay, well we can
0: we can keep we can move on then. Number two, Tennessee Titans, Houston Oilers throwback uniform. I I'm it's growing on me. It's growing on me.
1: Where did you <laughs> put it originally? Where did you put it originally? I had
0: it originally at 7, and as, we've been, as I've been staring at it Yikes. throughout this entire thing, I keep coming back to it. Well, to be fair, it was, it was 7 with the fact that I was like, I need to look at this more. And the longer I've been looking at it, it's been slowly creeping up. Because, like, I'm looking at who I had in front of it, right? I, originally, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking with this first one. Um, I had it in front of the Colts. Or I had it behind the Colts, sorry. Jeez. I can fully admit, put it in front of the Colts, then the Lions, put it in front of the Lions, and then we're starting to, yeah, put in front. So I, now I'd probably put it at four. Four is where I.
1: Okay, right now we're. Agreeing. If I were I to,
0: have, if I were to, to forward move forward. these around, I have it. Yeah. At if we, if I were to move, if I were to move my previous rankings, if you try and write down these rankings, you're gonna be so <laughs> so, <laughs> so. It's minor gonna be all over the map, but like. Now I probably had it for. four. Originally had it at seven. It's growing on me. I, for a lot of the same reasons I said, I do like the colorful uniforms. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's something about it that I don't like. I don't, you know what it could be? You know what could be the reason? Yeah. You know what? I found it. If in the photo that we're looking at here, I've got, I'm going to have to throw a ton of photos on the screen for the podcast. Sorry for the Spotify listeners. In the photo, we have Derek Henry here. He's wearing uh, Allen Iverson style sleeves, and they're orange, and I hate it. <laughs> I hey. hate the orange sleeves. They are pissing me off, and I don't like them. But then you go down to the photo of Tannehill. That's a good uniform. You take out that those bright ass orange uniform or sleeves. It's great. That's that. You know what? I think that's it. I
1: actually don't think that's mind why the sleeves. I don't like it. I don't. Mind don't like the, the sleeves at
0: all. I hate them. Hey, don't, I don't think don't look it looks so bad.
1: I don't think they look bad. I think it looks really good actually. I think the 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 shade of blue that they use for the Oilers is like really really cool. Which is part of why like it's awesome that they kept the same kind of color scheme going into Tennessee because I think it's one of the nicest color schemes in the NFL. That like baby blue on the reddish orange. I think it's a great color combination. Um, it is. And- I, I definitely agree. And it's just like a really cool retro um really cool retro jersey. Um I like And you the, said you had it at 4? I had it at 4 and it's one of those again okay. the top 4 is all interchangeable where I wouldn't be upset if you placed this at 1 like I wouldn't um it's very right. nice. The It is. Yeah, I it's growing
0: on me. The more I look at it, cuz like the funny thing is I I probably would move this around even more. Now that I'm looking at a photo of it without the sleeves, I hate the sleeves. I can fully admit that now that I'm looking at it, the more I look at those orange sleeves, the more I hate it. It's just something about it pisses me off. But uh, past yeah. that, you take off the orange sleeves, ban the players from wearing orange sleeves. It's a great uniform. Simon,
1: just stare at the picture of Ryan Tannehill, and then it'll slowly move up yeah, the list.
0: Yeah, like, Ryan Tannehill's sexy biceps are slowly helping yeah. me out. But and
1: again, we this can move another, on. This is another oh. one that will that will just play really well on, like, Primetime, just at at that last point. Like, I can just pick... It's another one that I feel like will play so well on the field. Like, it will just look so cool. And evoking those... um, It's the same kind of thing as my number one pick, which is obvious at this point. But it it just, like... The idea of seeing these jerseys again after not seeing them my entire life, right? Like, since the 90s. Like, it's just gonna look so cool. It's gonna look amazing. It is.
0: It's gonna be cool. We can... Now we can move on. We can let you have your 20-minute-long uh, rant segment about how it took too long. Seattle Seahawks, 90s throwback uniform. What would you think?
1: It's everything I ever wanted. <laughs> oh, my God, I love it so much. It is so good. It's so good. It's even better than the one. So the one I have on right now is one I got from, like, NFL shop when I was, like, 15, um, just because I thought the throwbacks were really cool. Um, I I'm I don't think I'm biased for saying that the Seahawks have the best jersey set in the NFL. Um, their home uniforms, like away uniforms, awesome. That design is so cool. Yeah. Uh, there's so many cool elements of it. I'm pulling it out right now. Um, I, 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 I don't care if this segment is like already so long. I don't care. Um, <laughs> like looking at my looking at my old Russ jersey. Uh, the color of it, so cool. I don't know what these little swish things are, but they're awesome. Um adding them on the numbers too, so cool. The blue and the green, th- this specific shade of blue and green work so well together. Um I think their home uniform is one of the best in the NFL. Like and, and these like the, the yeah. gray too, so cool. Even then, throwing this throwing this aside, I won't throw it into my food because that would be bad. I don't want to wreck the rest Jersey as much as he hurt my heart. <laughs> but the throwbacks are so good. They're so they good. They're, They're pretty. Coming home from work and watching that video of Jackson Smith and Jigma waking up and like going through all these things with the jersey on and then putting the helmet on, I've never been more hyped for anything in my life. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's the combination. It's the it's that royal blue with the silver. Yeah. It works so well. And this is where- You know what
0: like... it immediately <laughs> reminds me of? What's that? Just to like throw on that. I've already made a comparison to this already ones the flames like alternate jerseys when they brought back those as a permanent jerseys that's what i think of when i see this jersey because it's just like pops it's one it's just so perfect right like it is it is so so good and that's the funny thing like you can talk as much as you want about how perfect the, the uniforms they already wear are which is true i agree with that like they are great uniforms if they made these the permanent uniforms I don't think I'd be complaining. These are pretty, pretty uniforms. I They're totally really agree
1: good. I would – okay, I will push back on that a little bit because I do think it would lose the allure a little bit if you made these the permanent uniforms just because you'd be losing Probably. so but, much by you losing their home uniforms and I'd feel like I'd have a piece <laughs> of my childhood ripped out from under me. But, um, like, I wouldn't be I, – I, I'd be upset more with what we're losing in the home uniforms than upset with the actual jersey that's going in because this is – it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's such a good so uniform. good and like again just to make my point like comparing it to the jersey i have on right now um there's an alteration that they like this is a much darker blue on the throwbacks that they already had than the blue they chose yeah. they made it pop so much more which i think in comparison yeah. to the creamsicle and maybe other than my bias um well why i put the 90 seahawks ones above the creamsicle is because where the creamsicle like the article makes the point and i do think that still pops quite a bit but they muted that orange a little bit it doesn't flash as much as it did in like the 80s they made the blue pop out even more in these seahawks uniforms it is like again like maybe like throw up a photo of the beautiful bobby wagner standing in uniform. You know, yeah. throw that in yeah. my hands right now and then compare that to the blue here like it just this pops so much more um it's gonna be a lot of editing for Simon. yeah sorry simon uh, but yeah, no, it's hey, okay. I, I'm doing it to myself no. too, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I could wax poetic about these forever. Uh, I'm going to Seattle in November to watch them play the commanders. And I can tell you the first thing I do when I pull up to Lumen field is buying a throwback Jersey. Um, immediate, immediately. Uh, we did lose yeah. the Wolf Greys because of this, uh, which is like bless their hearts. I was going to get a Wolf Gray Jersey, but I guess I ran out of time. Um, but it's a worthy sacrifice. I'll, I'll the great forever, jerseys were pretty cool. I'll forever remember um, all the times we lost in Arizona with those jerseys on. RIP. But yeah, that's an easy number one for me. Uh, but yeah, for okay, I'll, I'll I'll I've done a lot of talking. Well, end I'll end off my thoughts on the list as a whole by saying I don't know why it took the NFL this long to because I know it's a lot of new yeah. uniforms that have come out, and that is not. A coincidence because the nfl is one of the stupidest corporations in all of like america and the world because they had a rule that stated you could not wear an alternate helmet you had to stick with your, ent- your one helmet um for the entire season if you wore another helmet then it's against the rules they did that for a long time in the 2010s i don't know why there's a reason the seahawks throwbacks are just coming back now because they finally revoked that rule so now all of these cool throwbacks are coming back in I don't know why it took them this long. Like, I, I, even with some of the other jerseys we talked about, like the action green, why not have a helmet that looks, that matches oh. the uniform? Well, that would got, be cool. I have, I have one right here. Um, this is a like concept of Seahawks lime green helmet. This would look so cool with that jersey, but because of this stupid NFL rule, it doesn't. But now we're finally getting that. I guess, thank you, NFL, for finally um getting your head out of your pulling own the stick ass.
0: out it, yeah <laughs> pulling like, the stick out
1: <laughs> it really it, it it shouldn't have taken this long i'm thankful that it's happening now and honestly i think this is going to be one of the most fun seasons i've had watching football in a long time just because of all these new you know, new uniforms good and bad honestly yeah. um just because it's the bad ones you can more. laugh at <laughs> the bad ones you can laugh at and the good ones are going to be a true spectacle um oh, it's, yeah. uh, this is a, then a forty-minute segment, which some people may think is overkill, but I do think it's a it's a something that's really cool. Um, it'll be really cool to see, and I think it'll add a lot to this upcoming NFL season. Uh, as we're kind of barely getting out of the doldrums of the NFL offseason, you see, you start to see some insane headlines. For this week, it was Sean Payton. Sean Payton, normally a pretty chill guy has just started taking pot shots out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Uh it's one of the it's one of those things where you wonder why he even would have said some of the stuff he said. It's completely lambasting another coach when he had real really no motivation to, and it is, he does not hold back. Uh what Peyton said a few days ago was uh he was referring to Nathaniel Hackett and the 2022 Denver Broncos, obviously a team that fell well below expectations, called it one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL and said everything he heard about last season We're doing the opposite. He also added, uh, it doesn't happen often when an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that happens here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much, I assume he says fucking, time trying to win the offseason, the PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. So I don't know what you think about this, Simon. I just – it's one of those things where I'm like, I agree, but why would you say that?
0: Yeah. Well, I think the entire idea – and I can totally – the funny thing is like I can see why he did it. You know what I mean? There's – because I think one thing that he's definitely trying to do is he's trying to take the blame off Russ, which is the immediate thing that comes to mind. That's fair. I think he's trying to – because when you think about last season – I remember when during the season, scrolling through TikTok, and there was a guy who was doing a, he was doing a series on how long it would take for Russ to throw the same amount amount of touchdowns as he has bathrooms in his house, and I'm not kidding, and it was one of the best things on TikTok, and I loved every second of it. But to that point, you can definitely see that the blame was definitely a lot of on Russ, which, whether that's fame or. <laughs> Whether that's uh, fair or not, we'll have to see. We'll probably never know. But obviously next season we'll have to see whether Russ can bounce back or not under a new coach. But from what we did see, I i don't know. I'll let you take it off here. My brain's cramping, I think.
1: <laughs> no, I do think you, made, you make a good point, though. Because um, I, I didn't really see that angle of it. Um, it definitely makes sense of him trying to take the weight off Russ because Russ got lambasted last year and as much as a, as a Seahawks fan with how he ended his time here in Seattle as much as you want to kind of like give into that I still really like Russ as a player and a person and I think he got too much of a bad rap last year yeah. I do think Mo, I, I'd agree with with um, not with Nathaniel Hackett with um Sean Payton in that a lot of it was coaching a lot of it was injury. But by, what, um, to my
0: point, I don't actually think he's saying these things because he believes it. I think he's saying it just because even if it's it becomes a headline and everybody gets mad at him for yelling at somebody, for yelling at a coach who's already out of the league and all these different
1: things. He's not out of the league, though.
0: Is he not? Wait, where did he go? Am I dumb? Is he in the... Oh, he's with the Chats again.
1: Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is mad about this? Yeah,
0: okay. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we... Uh, I'm not having a good start to the segment. Anyway, I think it's more just I think it's more just trying to put the blame in somebody else's hands as much as possible, which on that part I actually agree with what he's doing here. Whether he believes it or not, he's choosing to make a statement as to which side of the argument he falls on to show that he already is bought in on Russ making a comeback. He is he fully yeah. fully fully believes that Russ will return to the player he was before Denver, which I think as a coach is a good thing to do. Did he do take go too far with it? Absolutely. I think that's the thing that you need to. I think that's the biggest thing about this. He absolutely took Hackett to town. <laughs> he ripped okay, him to shreds. Fine. Like, and I don't think you need to do that. I think it would have been as simple as making the kind of. And I I think there's a lot of coaches in a lot of sports who are really good at this. It's where instead of Going, Doing what Hackett did, where he went on like a long, like kind of, he said a lot of different things. Like everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. That's one of those comments. I think if he had left it at that, perfect. (laughs) Because everybody knows what he means. Everybody knows, like you don't need to emphasize anything, right? But he continued to go on about how the team got embarrassed, worst coaching job ever, yada, yada, yada. Too much, too much. You said too much. Like you're At that point, you went from taking the weight off of your quarterback to just ripping a guy to shreds.
1: Yeah, I think... Okay, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit here, Simon. Okay. I don't think he would have said all of that if he didn't believe it. That is... that is, that This sounds like... Yeah, sure, some of it is going to be sticking up from his quarterback, but that implies that some of this is planned, and this does not sound like... The comments of a man who has planned <laughs> out beforehand. This yeah. says that he is just no, saying what, what he's what, feeling, and <laughs> and what we saw from Nathaniel Hackett, like it all tracks. Like this is where again I say I completely agree that is one of the worst coaching coaching jobs in <clears throat> NFL history. He just shouldn't one be the of one funniest. That. Yeah. Uh, no, like, I that I agree with. But, like, the sentiment I agree with so much because, like, you think back to, I think one of the funniest videos from last <laughs> season is the Manning cast with that Broncos-Seahawks game when Hackett, complete yeah. idiot. You couldn't call a timeout. <laughs> couldn't call a timeout. From, like, the Seahawks 40. If they call a timeout, they win that game because yep. they're going to get... Oh, yeah farther down the field and kick a better field goal. And it's the video of Peyton Manning that's counting up how many timeouts he's calling. <laughs> I if he calls six... He, Peyton Manning calls 62 timeouts before the first call. You actually remember gonna that. I'm going to call a timeout here. Yeah. Call, a timeout here yeah. <laughs> call, yeah, because I watched it yesterday. Cause oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I, as a Seahawks fan, I watch that every day. Oh, but um, fair. I, I think the... I don't know. I do think he's speaking from the heart there. And... Again, like I, I do think part of it is defending this quarterback, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was just hearing stories about what happened last year, and because it's Sean Payton, he knows what he's doing. If he was just so like flabbergasted by it all that he just needed to get it out somehow, yeah. Um, and so like, I, I personally
0: think that there is not a single person in the room who dislikes that Sean Payton did all this. I think that this is exactly what the room needed to hear. I just think with what uh, I with what A Rod is kind of like if I if we go on to move over to that that side of things where he just uh, more just talks about how it's out of very surprising for a, somebody for a coach to do that to another coach that's one of the things that uh, A Rod said that's the that's the sentiment that I more agree with but if Sean Payton's goal was to try and take the blame off of his team and his quarterback I think he probably killed it like. For what his goal was to do by making those comments, he probably hit, like, he did everything that he wanted to do. So I'm sure Sean Payne's not mad about it. (laughs) And probably the reason he didn't make a comment on it either. He just didn't feel that. There's no point in continuing the war. He started it. He wanted to start a little bit of fire. Let it end there. I think that's kind of the perspective, if you're looking at Sean Payne's perspective.
1: I do think that the one thing that's like you say sean Payton has no regrets i don't think he does now but the one thing that i would be like why is he doing this would be this sets him up so poorly if the broncos do badly true then that's very he's calling this yeah. one of the worst coaching jobs in. NFL i don't history, think and he comes out with the same record <laughs> like can on. i just say His though can over. i just say His though you gotta bet on
0: yourself gotta bet on yourself and uh, that to that standpoint you but gotta bet on yourself and everything yeah I,
1: Maybe Stop like, Payton—he's coming out of like retirement or whatever, mini retirement. He's just yeah. got nothing left to lose at this point, where he's just like, you know, screw it—I can say whatever I want. But it—it—it it, it, it looks so bad if the Broncos <laughs> fail. True, like, th- this is going to be like everywhere after the season if the Broncos—if like, Russ throws like only like
0: sixteen touchdowns again or whatever he threw.
1: Yeah, like, if the if the Broncos' offense is as bad <laughs> as it was last year. Yeah,
0: I think it'll be. I
1: don't think that's gonna happen. I uh, neither do I. Neither yeah. do I. I think the Broncos will actually be good this year.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. I totally agree. I think that. Um, I. The funny thing is, I kind of agree with all the, all the perspectives here, because I think Peyton went too far. I don't think he needed to say all the things he said, but I also think that he totally did that on purpose, to the point of that he wanted to really light like. He wanted to t- remove the blame off the players and Russ. Like, I, f- I feel like I've already touched on that. But, like, and then we can move on to the, the Jets' perspective and Hackett and Rodgers and that whole side of things. It's... I don't know. I, I also agree that he probably went too far. So I don't blame Rodgers and Hackett for being mad about it, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, like, I I, I don't know. I, I, I guess... Uh... It's not like, I guess, good for A. Rod for standing up for his coach. Yeah, um, I don't really, I don't really care, <laughs> I'm honest about what Aaron Rodgers says. Um, okay, fair. I guess, I guess, part of the reason that he's also standing up for it is because there's like Payton had some jabs at the Jets too. Um, yeah, Payton uh, said that the Jets are infatuated with the pomp and circumstance of their off season that they were a dream team to oh. fail. Um, yeah, Peyton Payton, so that, that's, Payton like, apologized. I, I
0: yeah. Oh. I yeah, didn't I know don't know that. if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Oh, never mind. Huh. I think that's a fake apology, but whatever. <laughs> oh, I do too. I yeah.
1: Do too. I, I think I think he stands behind every word of what I, I didn't say. read that part. And honestly <laughs> honestly, I I would too. Because I would not again I would not be shocked if he is legitimately that, like, surprised at how badly it was handled. Well, because the thing he's is, when get, you're... He's coming into this room for the first time and hearing all this.
0: Yeah, well, I was just going to say, when you're walking into a locker room that had such a bad year, this is what you got to do. You got to light a fire under these players' ass to go, like, you need to put the blame somewhere and let these players actually buy in, all right? Because think about it, if Hackett was back here this year, this would be another crap year because all the players would think it was their fault, right? So on that, like, it's... You can't. You gotta put the blame somewhere, right? Like you don't want to play the blame game, but you gotta put it somewhere, and that's what that's what Peyton's doing by making those comments, and that's something that I completely agree with. Like whether you're you're saying he believes it, I think he. I I, I'm starting to lean that direction after your argument. I think that it was a pretty emotional statement, so (laughs) you're probably right. But uh, yeah, I think that I think he went into that interview knowing. Having an idea, you know what I mean of what he wanted to get out there is more what I meant
1: yeah, and I think i don't know i i honestly my my biggest like takeaway is I'm so happy that he said this it just gives i mean it gives you something to talk about, but it's like it's it's very refreshing to see a coach this like unfiltered like it's so. It's cool. It makes me so happy to yeah. just have him like not care what anybody says. I mean, I guess he did a little bit because he apologized. But sure. Like it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's cool. I. I it hurts people's feelings in the Jets, but I don't care about Rodgers or Hackett. They. He's being honest, and I think his remarks are true. So I don't think he should be afraid of saying that. Although I do think I, I, I honestly love. Robert Salah's response to this—I don't know if you you saw that. I um, where his, was it? His, oh, I, I just said, saw it. I, I'm not going to acknowledge Sean. He's been in the league for a lot, for a while, so he can say whatever the hell he wants. As far as what I have going on here, I kind of live by the saying: "If you ain't got no haters, you ain't hop, you ain't popping." So hate away. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, like that's that that's how you respond to this. Like that, that's so much better than a-, a Rod being like, "Oh, he's such a great coach, such a great family man." I don't really care. Like the 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 idea of just being like, he can say whatever he wants. I don't care. Like that. That's so much better. That's so much better. It 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 insulates you from a lot of that. Um, potential criticism right like yeah it's, just throw just honestly, it it's, off like it's nothing i feel
0: like that's the i've been i've been watching a lot of this has been my tiktok feed for the last like week or two that's like the ted lasso response <laughs> to this kind of thing just give like yeah. a funny quote and move
1: on <laughs> yeah like and i um, i
0: appreciate that <laughs>
1: bring up Ted Lasso I'm gonna shout out that I'll end the, maybe I'll end the segment with a Ted Lasso shout out but yeah. just just finish the final season oh my god it's so good <laughs> if you haven't watched the full show like you I, I it. actually it haven't it's, but like I've been it's watching so, tons and so tons good. of clips of it
0: and now I really
1: want to it's so good it's yeah. like Ted Lasso is one of my favorite characters in any TV show ever the sports stuff in it is awesome even it's soccer and I am very invested in and yeah. when I'm normally not and like the emotional core of it too is like awesome i will not be ashamed to say that i shed a few tears in that last episode (laughs) it is perfect it is perfect tv watch it um apple tv sucks but it's worth getting apple tv just for that such Mm. a good show
0: Well, we can end there
1: (laughs) yeah the perfect end to a segment about a different sport damn right
0: that's how we do it here so now we'll move into the NBA sphere of things and talk a little bit about Damian Lillard's trade request and how it's kind of it's really interesting this entire thing. I don't know how closely you've been following it, but I've been definitely trying to pay attention to this cuz this has been something that's very interesting to me how he has been very very honest about how there's only one team that he wants to play for, which is the Miami Heat. And it's a very it's a very interesting way to do things because I mean, there's a very if he doesn't go to the heat, <laughs> what's he gonna do <laughs> right? like obviously there's all most players, especially star players, usually have a no trade list. We're slowly moving into that style of contract instead of a you know more of a no like no trade uh you know what I mean no trade policy or whatever it's called I'm blanking. Instead of that, they usually have like a no trade list where there's only about five or six, maybe like even up to 10 teams that they're willing to play for. That's usually how players do this. They usually say, okay, I don't want to be here anymore. I want to go to one of these five or six teams. Get me to one of them. We're good. And maybe inside the door, there'll be a little bit more of like, get me there, get me there, get me there. But we, I can't remember the last time there was a player so honest about wanting to only go to one team. Like, he did not even try. Like, he, he scratched out two through five and just said, Miami, 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 Miami. And now the NBA is starting to crack down on it. And I'm curious what you think of his approach to the trade market.
1: I think it's interesting. I feel like it's a, it, it has to be something motivated out of a frustration with where he's at to where I'm sure he tried yeah. to get a trade to Miami going earlier but now he's like it has to be a leverage thing to where he's like fine you won't trade to trade me to miami i will make it known to the public that i will not like i don't know if he's gonna hold out but like maybe not play until he's traded to miami like it has to be a frustration with where he's gotten to this far and i think the biggest thing for me with this is like with like they're threatening to crack down on him thre- threatening to find him for saying he wants to be traded to the heat give the poor man a break in a league where um, all of the superstars He has been the
0: most loyal yeah. player in he the NBA that him, I can remember let him before have this.
1: Like, let him have this. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: that's why I don't blame him. Like there's been like comments all over the place about like Dame's character only wanting to go to a, a team. Yeah, if you were playing in Portland for the last however many years, you would want to like go to Miami years. too. He's
1: been there yeah.
0: so long. You would want to go to Miami too. Like, this should have happened in, like, 2018-19. We're here almost five years later, and finally it's happening. And, God, like, I don't – I am totally just, like, I don't care. Get him in Miami. Let's – I want to see Dave get a ring. Like, yeah. playoff Dame is the fun Dame. Let's see more of that. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: And he hasn't gotten the chance uh. to do that in Portland, and Portland is clearly on the, like, downslide, right? Like, they're not – at least, like – if, yeah. you, if, if Portland was a team on the rise, then sure, because maybe you stick it out for the pick. They
0: are looking at becoming a, a younger team, obviously. They just got Henderson yeah. with the third overall pick, I believe. And I personally think he's going to be a great player. Will he be a good enough player right away to slide in right beside no. Dame, make them a playoff team? Absolutely not. So I think, I fully believe that Dame has all the right, he has all the reasons to want to get out of there. And I totally think that. While I don't, no. The thing is, I'm on the fence, because obviously it's different. That's the reason that people don't like the way he's doing things, and the NBA doesn't like the way he's doing things. It is a very different way of trying to get the trade, because obviously, like I mentioned, most players give like a list of like places they'd like to go, so that it's not... And usually, the places that they don't want to go, there's usually a reason. Like, it's too cold, or it's Calgary, or it's like... <laughs> it's, you know, like it's one of those things. Or they're just not good, they're not contending. One of those, it's usually one of those four. Here, Dame just said, it's not Miami. And that's his reason for every other team. It's, like, obviously he's got his, he's got, (laughs) he knows what he wants. Respect to that. But, I don't know. I, I personally I'm on the fence on that style. I feel like if you want to go to a contender, say you want to go to a contender, this would already be over. But, Man, who knows. I also don't know what Miami would necessarily give up. I feel yeah. like like that's where I kind of struggle because in my head, I... Here. If you want to take over here, I'll look up some Dame uh, trade packages and we can take a peek at some of them. But yeah. I, I don't know. I can't really imagine a good trade, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know. And maybe that's why they're struggling, and maybe that's why he's so insistent that he wants to go to Miami. Like, like I do think the reason he's doing it, and it has, to, because you're right. There's no logical reason why you would just come out and say it, um, because I do. Because it gives away it if you if it was between a bunch of di- like it gives away some of your leverage um, to yeah. be like oh. And I if I can quickly jump in here, play.
0: this. This is where my brain immediately goes to. The first trade that I have here, I just pulled up an article, the first one I saw. Lillard to Miami, Portland gets Hero Duncan Robinson, 2028 first round pick and a 2030 first round pick. That's kind of I was thinking Hero Duncan Robinson. Those are the two players that I kind of thought would make the most sense to slide over to Portland. But even on that side, I just don't feel like you're getting enough like for port if you're Portland, right? Oh, my God. This second trade's wild. Lillard and Nurkic for uh, Lowry, Harrow, and two firsts. Holy smokes.
1: I don't think... There's a... That feels like... (laughs) Some of these trades are kind of wild. That feels like... That that second one's not happening. That Portland's not getting nearly enough.
0: Oh, God, no. Because I don't... Is Lowry more... Lowry's not... Is Lowry more... Is Lowry that much better than Harrow?
1: Like... Is
0: Lowry that much better than... uh, Harrow to deserve... Oh, no. Harrow's in there. Sorry. You're, Duncan you're Robinson. on more than I am. Duncan Robinson to the point where you're also getting arguably Portland's number one center, I believe. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. That's an interesting one. I think the most realistic one is the first one I brought up. Harrow, Duncan Robinson. If you're Miami, you take that in a heartbeat, right? That is immediately going to get them contending. That's instantly... Like, obviously, this article that I have here makes the really good argument in the fact that Lillard's getting paid a crap ton of money, and uh, in forty five point six million dollars, and Harrow and Robinson combined to make forty five point one, that's pretty good. That's a good swap, right? Like that'll that'll work. And then the two first round picks. Honestly, there you go.
1: Honestly, like I do think that first trade is kind of realistic. So looking at Dame's contract, like he's only, I think he's only got five years left. Like, would you take? Yeah. Comparing it, like, I guess, like, Damian Lillard... Like, just saying this for Damian Lillard makes it seem a lot of... Like, they're giving up a lot more. But it's instead saying it, like, two years of Damian Lillard. Like, that that's a difference, right? I the way that I look future. at it... Yeah. I
0: think that... um I don't know. I feel like a realistic one would probably have... Portland getting one more first. That's fair. I think then... you. Or even like another second. I just feel like you need to throw something else in there. Once you do that, sure. Then, then I'd be like, that's probably more realistic. Two first doesn't feel like it. Feels like, you know, when the when you're playing, when you're making a trade in Madden. I've made a lot of Madden references in this, and like the bar is all like ninety nine percent green, but it's just nearly there. That's what I, this feels like. Just throw another second in there, and
1: we're good. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. That, um, that's something that would make sense in my head. Um, what was I going to say? Um, in terms of how he fits in Miami, like that, that feels like that would be a, a really good fit. That, that team would of,
0: be nuts.
1: Yeah. And pairing up with Jimmy Butler after they've, now the one thing I would say, um, Miami got to the NBA finals this year because of their depth. They got there because they were a well-balanced team that didn't justify But to that... Idea.
0: To that point, though, Harrow wasn't a part of that.
1: That's also true. Because he was injured. Yeah,
0: now. so he was injured. And um, obviously, Duncan, losing Duncan Robinson, that sucks. If you're trying to make the argument to me, because they have a pretty similar team going into next year when you even bring in Lillard, are you going to tell me that Duncan Robin, you wouldn't trade Duncan no. Robinson for Lillard one for one in that Nuggets series? Because if you are, Caleb... I'm throwing you in a pillow, and it's that's like that's that's you are nuts. That's fair. Yeah. that's fair.
1: That's fair. Um, obviously you don't want like, because I, I, I'm just thinking the NBA. Like, obviously you're right. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't take du- Denny yeah. Robinson for damn straight up. But I do think you do like, like depth isn't more important in the NBA than people give it credit for. Just because you look at the corpses, the littered corpses of super teams that scatter the true NBA lineup very true like if you're depending on Dame to take you to the promised land like you should probably make sure you still have depth because I'm, <laughs> I'm not just referring to um the pieces they'd be giving up in the trade but also some of the pieces they let go in free agency you're talking about your Gabe Vincent or oh I don't remember what the other guy's name is but um there's a bunch of <laughs> big players that got um big contracts in free agency like you're you, they did lose a lot um, so would this team yeah. be better? Probably. But like, I think you maybe see like,
0: we'll have to see. Cause that you have to realize that, uh, the East is still very, very strong, especially in the higher up parts of it. Yeah. I could see them being in the top three on the East. I have a hard time picking a number one. I don't necessarily. So I don't know if I'd necessarily say that that's a, they'd be the best in the East. Maybe they would be, who knows, but it's, once you, like, I think depth, I agree with you. I think that depth is super important in the playoffs, like especially when you're getting into the later parts when guys are hurt, guys are playing hurt. You really need those guys who have been sitting on the bench all year who are skilled and can get you points when you need them to be able to jump in there and just be able to do what you need them to do. I, I don't know. I still think that this Miami, Miami team would be super strong. Yeah. I'd have them picked to probably go to the conference finals, if not. Because I already... Last year, I already had them think... Like, they were... They were obviously a very, very good team. I never thought that they were going to beat the Nuggets. <laughs> I, I thought they were a little bit overplaying their own skill. But that being said, I still think that they're definitely a conference finals team. And you add Lillard to that, lose a little bit of depth... Either you could slide all the way, not out of the playoffs, but you could slide a little bit down, like I said, to the conference, or maybe I'm wrong and you'll win it all. Who knows? But uh, we'll have to see what happens.
1: Uh, moving on to the NHL, there's been a team, we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast, they lost a big star player, they've kind of been on the edge of contention for a while, and losing that piece that we talked about in uh, in a trade kind of dampens your expectations on them a little bit. But this team has recently made a move that has kind of vaulted them back into that conversation. And, of course, I'm talking about the Ottawa Senators. Losing Alex Dabrinkit, huge blow. But they have tried to remedy this a little bit with Vladimir Tarasenko. What are your thoughts, Simon? I love it.
0: I absolutely love it. Because you're bringing... Dabrinkit is one of those guys who... Ever since he obviously had a very good season. I'm remembering from uh, his stats from a couple weeks back. But I remember he had a very, very solid start in Chicago. Had a really solid season playing on the same line as Kane. And then since in Ottawa last year, he had a little under a point per game, I believe. But now you're getting a guy in Tarasenko. He's a veteran. He's a star. He's a scorer. He is flashy, and he will get you the goals that you need when you need them. And he's one of those guys that I almost feel like Ottawa is just... He is a perfect fit in Ottawa. Like, the funny thing is when the Rangers picked him up, I thought that was a perfect fit too, because you're moving him onto a veteran, a team that needs a veteran scorer like that, and I feel like if you were to ask me to give you a number two or even a number one where it could have been better or could have been even to him going to the Rangers, I would have said Ottawa. Because Ottawa is one of those teams where when I look at this top six now, Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzel, and uh, Tarasenko, that is a nuts first line. You can't ask for a better first line. That is a you that is perfect, and then you got Claude Drew, Josh Norris, and Drake Batherson. Another that is a great second line, and then past that, you like they have depth. And then on defense, obviously, we were talking about this before Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Chitren. That's a great defensive pairing, and obviously, also brought in Corpus Allum. That is a great team, like they brought in a lot of guys who are just perfect for this style of play. And just perfect, exactly what you need when you're trying to contend. So per- personally, you ask me what I think of it. I think it's a great move. I think that, I think that I, after seeing this move, obviously after they brought they lost to Brinkett and they brought in Corpusalo, I remember that I was saying that I was kind of skeptical, and that I didn't necessarily believe that a lot of these moves would lead them to being an improved team. Now they brought in Tarasenko, and you've got me back in their corner. This is going to be an awesome team to watch next year.
1: Yeah, I do think, like, I agree. And looking at this move in a vacuum, I think that it's um, something that's really good. I think it is a great addition. I think it was the exact right move you, it's the only move you could do after losing to Brinka. But when you're, like, if we're just looking this as, a, it, it might be unfair to look at it as a one for one to Brinka for Tarasenko because there's obviously factors out of Ottawa's control in terms of Dabrinka didn't want to play in Ottawa. They, there were trade rumors for, forever. Um, it seemed like it was a destination he was forced to go to and he didn't want to stay. So I can't blame, I can't really blame Ottawa for that, but I can't help but think that it is either a net even or a net negative in terms of swapping those two pieces out in your lineup. Because I don't know, we're looking at. Your- I
0: just, I just personally have a hard time. I think that when you're getting rid of a guy, because even you said it is either a net negative or a net like even, right? If if you're if I'm going to talk about it as if it's a net like even, just to kind of counter that. But if you're saying that you're bringing in a guy who wants to be here, he wants to win, and you're getting rid of a guy who wanted nothing to do with Ottawa, and if they're the same skill level. That's a win. (laughs) So to that side of things. Skill
1: level, though, and even or at least close. Even if they are, even if they are, they're two different players. you sign Tarasenko knowing fully that he may not play the whole season? I don't know if you know, Simon, what Tarasenko's injury history had be has been. Yeah. But in the last in the last five years, he has played more than half of their team's games. Only once. 2019-2020, 2019-2020, played 10 games. 2020-2021, played 24 games. 2021-2022, that's when he had a decent... I, I, knew, I
0: knew he was a little injury-prone, but that is a lot worse than I thought it was.
1: It's, it's, it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Um, I, still, I still like it, because like, I'm thinking... I'm looking at it... When you're looking at a team on paper, I don't like to think about injuries. I'm thinking about best possible scenario. We're talking about a team going into the playoffs without injuries. That is a nice team. Like, and that's all you can do in the offseason. You have to build a good team on paper because you have no idea what's going to happen once the season starts. Obviously, it's not great to bring in guys who are injury-prone. You obviously never want to do that. But when Tarasenko is healthy, he is a stud, and he will score for you. And we know that he will do that. So as long as he can stay healthy, this team is going to be nuts, and I'm definitely looking forward to
1: it. I do wonder, though, Simon, if you're thinking about a younger Tarasenko when you make these. Because, like you said, you thought Tarasenko would do the same thing on the Rangers. Like, if he didn't have, um, like, he didn't, I don't think he elevated the Rangers. It's the same thing with Patrick Kane. They still got beaten up in the first round against the Devils. It's where I feel like it doesn't move the needle as much as it maybe should. And it feels like this, like, it's the same, it's the exact same move the Rangers made. The Rangers are on a team, are a team on the edge of contention. They add Tarasenko, they add Kane as well to that lineup, um, just to, like, see how see where you can push it um and it didn't work out for them and, and that's where i'm thinking with ottawa you're adding this older player who i think is a little bit past his prime and you're just hoping it can patch a hole in your lineup like i and that's maybe being a little bit too harsh on it because again i like the move i think it's something they had to do i think good on them the didn't want to be there but just looking at it without any of that context just looking at how they will play as a team, I don't know if it's really going to move the needle that much. Um, also, because it's, it's the difference between a thirty-one-year-old star on the decline versus a rising twenty-five-year-old. True. That's star. very fair. That's fair.
0: I just think that I think that you bring in a score like that. I think. I don't know. I'm looking at like I'm looking at his stats right now, and you're right. There's definitely a decline there, and I think maybe a portion of that could be given to the fact that he did switch teams halfway through the season. And to that point, I like to give a little bit more of a grain of salt, just in the fact that like I don't know. Once you're you get a full season to adjust to a team, and I think you're automatically going to do better. And it's not like he was bad last year. Last season he had he wasn't point per game by any means, but he was. Still put up a 50... He played 70 games, so he did get hurt at some point in there. And he played, put up 50 points. And that split across two different teams, adjusting to different lines, systems, what have you. I could see a bounce-back season from him, as long as he stays healthy. Just because, like I said, when you're on a... When you're not... Don't have to worry about getting tra- traded halfway through, which hopefully he won't. <laughs> For his sake. Hopefully he won't. And we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll have a bounce back here. Maybe he'll play better when playing with two young stars like Brady Kachuk and uh, Stutzel. But, I mean, we'll see. I I definitely see where you're coming from, though. Like, obviously, you're getting rid of a young star in it You cannot... You are not going to... There's no denying that that's definitely not great. And that's not good. But this is a team that wants to win right now. And I think that out of all the things they could have done, this was the right move. They brought in a guy who's going to help them win now. As yeah. long as he stays healthy, which hopefully he will. And we'll have to see what happens with how well he plays and can he have a bounce-back year and what have you. 31 isn't that old yet. I'm going to be hoping for a bounce-back year. If we see a bit of even a flash in the pan from an older Tarasenko maybe putting up a 30-goal season, I think this is going to be a good team.
1: Yeah, and I think, like, I, I'd i agree with some of that. I, I do think it's – the thing for me is, like, if I'm looking at just the team as a whole um, this is the team they were last year this is the team they are this year I don't see that much change again I say even or below but again it's a great move nonetheless like I've been very negative on it but I do think it's a great move it's exactly what they needed to do after losing the bracket because a lot of that was out of their control and the other credit I will give to it is looking at this lineup Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzler, um Josh Norris, Drake Batherson. The, the only, um, like, Matthew Joseph, um, looking on the defensive side, like, um, I know Sanderson is pretty young. Um, I don't know how long Zub has been in the league, but they're all young players. Like, this is a very young team, especially in that top six, right? Four Eric Brandstrom's
0: a young defenseman, too.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Like,
0: they've got yeah. a very young team. That's mm-hmm. a very good point. I think there's yeah. a little bit to be said of, I just think they'll be better just because they'll get better like the players they have will have improved.
1: That's also and I think fair. that's fair.
0: Yeah, that's I think fair. this will be a better team next year. That is my Simon Chiskovsky official prediction. Light my, light me on fire at the end of next season for all the ones I get
1: wrong. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's fair. And it adds I mean the the one counterpoint to the providing like a veteran presence is I do already have Cla- Claude Drew, um who is in a similar role, True. but Tarasenko adds something else. Tarasenko has a cup, right? Like, Tarasenko's been there, there you go. done that. So, <coughs> yeah. It is it is an important presence to have in a room, and it can... I also
0: think, though, when you when you look at these two lines, Josh Norris, Drake Babsford, two young, just great players. Brady Kachuk, Stutzel, two great young, great players. I think being able to put a veteran guy who's still good, like Pladru, out of his prime, obviously, but he's still a good player. Same with Tarasenko. Same can be said about Tarasenko. I think being able to put a veteran on that line... Obviously, Tarasenko's won a cup, but it's not like Claude Claude Giroux hasn't been around the block, too. He's He's been on some good teams, too. I think having those two guys, being able to slide them in with your young stars and be able to mix them with some veteran stars, some guys who have been around the league for a while and been at the top of their games, I think that's a good thing. And I think that that can't be undervalued at all. Obviously... As for a locker room as a whole, I get what you mean by saying that uh, you already have Giroux for that presence, but you can never have enough leadership, and I think that's an important thing. So <coughs> I think I I think that we'll see an improved Ottawa team next year. But I do understand where you're coming from with all the arguments that you've made so far, because that that is definitely there. I'm I want to be because I think this is a fun team. I think this is a really cool team, and I'll be really disappointed if we see a uh, see the negative side that you've mentioned so far, just because of the fact that like obviously the the chance for that to happen is there, and it could happen. Hopefully it won't, but when you're bringing in guys who are older and injury-prone, you're you're rolling the dice, so we'll see what happens with that. And now we'll move a little bit into the NHL side of things, and uh, I mentioned this to you before we started, Caleb, about how I think that the best seasons to watch are the ones where there's a really, really tough fight for the Colts. In any sport, like I remember one, like in basketball, I'll go. Obviously, we just talked about basketball a little bit ago. We can move. We can. Uh, one of my favorite seasons, or one of the things that I go back to, is Doncic versus Young in that rookie season. That was a super fun season mm-hmm. to watch because you got to see two young guys who were clearly going to be stars for both their teams, and you got to see them really fight for something that, at the end of the day nobody really cares about and doesn't really matter. But you still get to see that competition. And when you pit two young stars like that against each other, it's just fun to watch. And I have a feeling we might be getting that this year with the amount of talent that is in this rookie class. Obviously, I don't have to tell you about Connor Bedard. He's as good of a prospect as you can get. But there are a lot of guys here as well who have just as good of an opportunity to potentially give him a run for his money. Obviously, we got... Shane Wright, who has a nearly first overall pick last year, and he's, this is going to be his rookie season. We've got if – I, if I just were to go down the list, we'd be here forever, but I'll name a couple. Luke Hughes, Devin Levi, Adam Fant, Fantilli. I think I said that right. Uh, Logan Cooley, Matthew Nyes, yada, yada, yada. There is a lot – and I, as I go down this list, I find it weird that there's so, some of these names are so low. You know what I mean? I don't know what you think, Caleb, but personally, I think this is gonna be a super, super fun Calder Trophy rush, when, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, and I think it's easy to dismiss because most people just think Bedard will, mit, will win by default because of the amount of times that he, the amount that he's been hyped up. But I think you do have to look at Shane Wright as a little bit of a, obviously Shane Wright, not near, nowhere near the player that Bedard is coming into the league. But you have to look at it. Connor Bedard is a eighteen year old kid yeah. going into play in a league with thirty year olds. We've talked about and this on the podcast. I was so. gonna say we've
0: talked about this in both with the basketball example example of Limbanyama and with Connor Bedard. Obviously, Connor Bedard, undersized center, I feel like that doesn't get talked about enough based on his skill. And that's fair. We've seen those type of centers exist. I'm sure you've heard of Wayne Gretzky. But it's definitely it's hard to it's hard to just dismiss it to me. Where you see an eighteen year old, I think Connor Bedard is gonna be a great player. I'll start with that. I think that saying that he'll have a McDavid-like rookie season is hard for me to say just because of the fact that McDavid came into the league. McDavid's like an athletic freak. That's why he's such a good player. Bedard isn't really that. He's just skilled. Like he's got hands for days, one of the best snapshots you'll ever see. Like, he's one of those players. But he's not the athletic one McDavid that we saw. And even McDavid got yeah. injured in his rookie season. Yeah. Like,
1: and there's... It's, the, it's 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 the LeBron versus Wenbanyama thing again, right? Like, yeah. there was a difference between how LeBron was built going into his first year, even though he was young and coming out of high school, and the way Wenbanyama is built. It's the same thing, Padar versus McDavid. Um, and you got to realize, right. it's
0: not... We're not playing basketball. Basketball, like, as much as I've talked about how uh, Wenbanyama is, like, He's not necessarily built to defend a lot of the big league centers. And we'll, and I'm sure he'll grow into that with time. I feel like in hockey, that's even more of a factor. And it's a big reason why you don't see a lot of prospects go straight to the league. Usually they spend one year in the AHL, CHL, what have you. Just to give them that little bit more time that they potentially could need. And we saw that with Shane Wright. And Shane Wright's a big guy too. He's I believe he's like 6'2", 6'3". Personally, if you were to ask me where I'd put my money out of all these odds that we've got in front of us, I'm looking at Shane Wright for 3000 I think. Well, actually, that's not true. Put my money on Bedard. But <laughs> if you were to tell me to put all my money, I'd put it on Bedard. But if you were to ask me to put and told me I have to put 10 bucks on someone to see as, get it, win as much money as possible, I'd probably put it on Shane Wright. That is some good odds. Like I think that he is going to have a great rookie season because he's been given that opportunity to develop as a young player. He's coming in in his sophomore season, playing in a very good Seattle team. I think that that'll be he has a really good chance to win it. I obviously we cannot we've, we you cannot talk enough about how Connor Bedard deserves to be at the top of the odds, but he's going to have a lot of people that he's going to have to step over to win it.
1: Yeah, and there's going to be like a. I think expectation plays a lot into it because expectations for Bedard are so high, whereas expectations for some of these other players aren't this high. The expectations for Shane Wright after how last season went when Seattle kind of rushed him into a starting role in their lineup, the expectations for him are so low. That's why he's so low on this odds list, despite being a potential first overall pick um, just a few years ago, he before Slavkovsky was taken ahead of him. Um, he was hyped as being that first overall selection kind of material. Um, But so I I do think expectations plays a role into how the Calder race is shaped because if Bedard has around the same level of season as Shane Wright, Bedard may be seen as a disappointment while Shane Wright may be seen as a revelation. That's how it plays into it. Because there's a, we
0: talked about this in our segment on Bedard when he got taken first overall. It's you. There's people who expect him to light the roof on fire in his first season. He's playing for a bad Blackhawks team, and it does like he's and he's an undersized center, and all of these different. He has so many things stacked against him, and I just have a hard time. I if you ask me right now whether I thought Connor Bedard was going to be a point per game player, I would laugh you laugh at you in the face because there's no way. Uh, and you can replay this. I'm sure I will. When I next year, when Connor Bedard puts up a 120 rookie season, first player to do it since like the 90s, Yager or uh, Solani, like I just don't see it happening. Like I, I think there are so many things that are stacked up. I think Bedard is totally going to be a great rookie. I think a great rookie to me means 60 to 70, maybe closer to 60 points, like. I think that that's what I expect from Bedard, and I think there's a lot of players on this list that I expect the same from. For example, Shane Wright. If you were to... I feel like... Obviously, we keep going back to him. There's a lot of names on this list, but I if I think I could see a good 60-point rookie season, maybe 50 from Shane Wright, I'd put my money on that. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's a bad, um, a bad uh, choice. And I think... You mentioned something earlier about him playing on a bad Blackhawks team, and I think that's another interesting point to look up. Because um, I do think supporting cast impacts how well... Obviously, supporting cast impacts how well you play. I'm looking at the past... They've also got the past 10 Calder Trophy winners here. Um, looking mm-hmm. at, other than some of these like generational players, like um, Nathan McKinnon is one that stands out. That was a bad oh, yeah. Cavs team at that time. But the rest of these... Players had it really. Although good sport I will
0: around. I can I just make the same thing? I'm gonna say this over and over and over. Nathan McKinnon is the same kind of prospects to the point of McKinnon where he is or McDavid, I just said the same guy twice, where he is athletic as hell. McKinnon is a yeah. beast. Like you gotta realize that he was always a beast. He was he's a fast skater. He is there's a, like he, you watch him play, and there are some times where McKinnon looks like McDavid out there. And that's why McKinnon was able to come into the league and light it on fire. Connor Bedard, he just when I think of a scorer like Bedard, like a guy who has an incredible shot, you look at how like obviously I my brain immediately goes to Ovechkin, and you want to hear the funny thing about Ovechkin? He's six three. He was always six three, and he lit the league on fire. And he hits people. He he hits like a truck. And but that's not something that Bedard has. He's not. He didn't grow up playing in the Russian leagues his whole life, right? Like, it's just... It's two different things, I feel like. And I I don't know. There's there's a little bit of stink that comes to me for Bedard's rookie season. I don't see him immediately leading the light, lighting the league on fire. And that's not me saying that I think he's going to be a bust. Because he is not going to be a bust. He is going to be a hell of a player once he grows into the league. But I think that... Do I expect... Uh, Eighty-two point season in his first year? Absolutely not. But I'll I'll let you uh, go back to your thing of the last couple uh, rookie
1: players. Well, yeah, because I think supporting because I just mentioning the supporting cast around him, um, because that Blackhawks team is terrible. It's I think bad, that's a unique, yeah. Uniquely terrible team. Oh yeah. Uh,
0: like, there's a reason they got they, the first overall
1: pick. There's a reason they got the first overall pick, and there's also a reason they've been desperately trying to get. Um, these random like um, <laughs> oh, what yeah. did they get like Corey Perry Nick Foligno um, who is their big name um, Taylor Hall I, right like, There's right. a reason that There's a reason they've been trying to get all these players um, because oh. otherwise you're filling out your lines with Taylor Radish Philip Kurushev Colin Blackwell like a lot of these play like. I'm looking at that fourth line. All of them are new players, and all of them are veterans. Nick Fellino, yep. Ryan Donato, Corey Perry. And There's a reason they're desperately trying to fill out this roster.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to stall for a second because I really want to take a peek at this. I want to look at the Chicago Blackhawks lines and what like, they are rumored to look like. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured. Because when you look at, on Daily Faceoff, that's where I went, what their first line is rumored to look like right now. And they have Connor Bedard as the first line center. And I just, I, you can't do that to a rookie. You can't do that. Like Connor Bedard's had that expectation his entire career, but he is going to slide into that first line center spot. I feel like a player like Bedard, I would have been more okay. And I'm sure the Blackhawks probably will do this unless he like lights the roof on fire for uh, the preseason or they he really gives them a reason to slide him into the wherever first line center. But you know what's funny? I honestly think that, if they started, and you've, we've seen this in some examples, and I've heard the comment be made about this before. I don't remember where I heard it. I personally, because of his size and because of the type of player he is, I don't know how surprised I would be if the Blackhawks tried to start him at winger. And maybe mm-hmm. that's me, like that might be heresy. That might be like, you know, just like you got to let your star player play center, but like, I don't know. I, I feel like let him adjust first. You know, he can be a center later. Maybe let him adjust to the league at winger. That's that's when I look at a guy. I feel like if I were the Blackhawks right now, I'd try and bring in a veteran center to play along Bedard, and maybe slide Bedard at right wing. And maybe if maybe if I'm wrong and Bedard instantly lights everything on fire and he's instantly Jesus too, like uh, then you can slide him into center. But I think the expectation that he will be a first line center immediately is just bonkers. It's ridiculous. It's not going to happen.
1: It is, and he's also like he's playing with Taylor Hall, which gives him a lot. But he's yeah. also and I that, just don't lines, playing with playing with Lucas Reichel, who's another young player who has a came a combined about thirty games of NHL experience. But I, I can I, I be honest with you? Like there
0: is a reason you don't see a lot of five nine five ten centers in the league. Like you put Connor Bedard in a faceoff circle against a six foot four, I don't know. Put throw throw a six foot four name out there. Like that's a scary thing. Like you know what the Flames sometimes do? They let Lucic take faceoffs. You want to see Connor Bedard in his rookie season taking faceoffs against Milan Lucic? I don't. I don't want to see that. I want to protect this guy. This guy's an eighteen year old baby. Put him on the winger. <laughs> don't do that to him. He will die. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but i'll I'll bring it back to the um just the calder race in general um but there's there is the uh i i don't know i'll I'll ask you simon if you still i'll i'll give your your i'll i'll ask you to give your calder pick regardless yeah. of um odds or anything just your straight up pick um and I'm interested to see where you go with it do you still pick take bedard or with all that you've talked about do you can i can
0: i give direction? two can i right. give two
1: no you can give one. And then well, you can give another one. But, but what's, okay. you have to, you have to <laughs> okay. stick to your guns. This okay. is a sports podcast. Make predictions and stand by them.
0: <laughs> okay. My prediction, after everything I've said, would still probably be that Bedard will win. it Because of everything, like, I, if, unless some freak injury happens, like the McDavid injury, where it's just, like, an unfortunate, like, circumstance, what have you. I think that Bedard will probably win it anyway. But this and that's why I wanted to give a second one. Pers- I still think after everything I've said, Bedard's probably still going to win it. I want to make it clear, I'm not trying to say that Bedard isn't the best rookie in this class because he is. I'm just saying that I think there are reason to have reasons to have doubts as to and that I don't think a bad or even like you know, 60 point rookie season for Bedard is reason to throw your hands in the air. I feel like if he gets a 60 point season, I'm like, okay. That's good. Like that's a good start. Like, you are on a bad team, you are... I'm sure he'll show flashes, and I'm sure he'll be great. But I don't think that he is going to be that immediate first-line center that the Blackhawks really, really need right away. And if you were to ask me who my second pick would be, it's a lot tougher. Because I'm looking at all these things... Uh, Do I give the bias pick... Do I give the bias? Pick pick? Dustin, Dustin. Dustin Wolf is winning the collar, baby! <laughs> he is going to 82 games! Win all 82 okay. shutouts! He's gonna get all of <laughs> them. I don't know. He's gonna I be don't nuts. Know about
1: that. Just I don't to... know about that. I'm biased. <laughs> I'm not that biased.
0: I I I think I uh, well, okay. That's me that's me making an absurd pick just to take the take the fire off of myself. But I I do think Dustin Wolf's gonna have an insane season. I think He would be my – him and uh, Shane Wright would probably be my two sleeper picks because I think there's a good chance Dustin Wolf goes off. I think there's a good chance he replaces Markstrom within the first 20 games of the season as the starter for the Flames. That's my big – that's my big uh, – what's the – I'm tired. Anyway, um, that's my big shocker pick. But I feel like – I don't know. Logan Cooley maybe. That'd be my lame pick. Mm. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's also another guy. He played. He played a couple of years in college, I believe, one or two, two. Well, not one, obviously. He uh, got drafted last year, I believe, and uh, this will be his first season. He just signed with the Coyotes. I think he's another guy who you could who could potentially be Bedard for the Calder, just because it's a sophomore season. He's going to be a little bigger. He's going to play. He's got some. Well, that's a complete lie. The Coyotes suck. But like, you know. A bit more experience on his belt.